This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستن بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين اتقوا والذين هم محسنون My beloved brothers and sisters I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for indeed Allah is worthy of our constant praise and gratitude and I send blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam My beloved brothers and sisters I am sure many of you, if not all of you, are aware that we are now in the final month of the Islamic year. We are in Dhul Hijjah. And it has a great significance for us being in this month. And I have repeated many times, and so have other Imams, the importance of knowing your Islamic calendar. Because this is where your ibadah revolves around. Your acts of worship. How many months is Ramadan? Ramadan is going to come in how many months? When is it Yawm Ashura? When is it Dhul Hijjah starting? Am I in a sacred month? Am I not in a sacred month? This is very important. And I encourage all of you that you know this. In fact, in fact, when the scholars discuss the age of maturity for a young man or a young woman, the point at which they have to stop praying or start to, to uh, be covering up uh, for a young woman, it, the, it, the age is actually calculated with the Islamic calendar. Not the, not, the, not the Gregorian one. So you might, there might actually be a few months difference there that people are not aware of. All of the ahkam and the rulings in Islam, how long did you have your wealth? The year that goes by to calculate your zakat is done by the Islamic calendar. The age whereby you reach maturity and you're considered 15 and after you have to pray, after, if there are no other signs before that, is done by the Islamic calendar. When Ramadan starts, when there's a sacred month, all of this, our whole lives revolve around this. 
So for you to completely ignore it, have no care for it, not follow it, is a problem, especially when it's just one app away or one uh, Google check away. So please, I encourage all of you to be more aware. We should all know it's Dhul Hijjah. We should all know it's a sacred month. We should all know last month was a sacred month, Dhul Qa'ada. And this is something we should teach our children and learn ourselves as well. What's so significant about Dhul Hijjah? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and I want you to really listen to this, ikhwani fillah. Our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Afdalu ayyami dunya, ayyami al-ashr. The greatest days, days in the world are these 10 days. The 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, starting from the 1st up to the day of Eid, which is on the 10th. These are the greatest days in the year. What does that mean for you and I? It means that every single good deed that you do in these 10 days has more reward, is more beloved to Allah, and has more virtue. The salah that you pray today has more virtue and more fadl than the salah you were praying last week. Why? Why is this one better? Because it's happening in a time that is better. Just like when you are in uh, Masjid Al-Aqsa, or you are in the Haram, or you are in the Prophet's mosque, your salah is better, according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has more virtue, more fadl. The same goes for different times. Just like in Ramadan, when you read Quran and you do dhikr, it has more fadl, more virtue. The same applies here. And just like in Ramadan, just like when you go to Hajj, and you're at the Haram, you act differently, you think differently, you do more ibadah, you're in tune, you're aware the same thing should be happening right now. The Prophet ﷺ spoke about this month uh, al-Hijjah, which is a sacred month. The whole month is sacred, and in this month, Hajj happens, and in this month, it has the 10 best days. They are so special, in fact, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by them in the Quran. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Well, Fajr. Allah says, I swear by the Fajr, the dawn. And I swear by the 10 nights. The scholars said, These 10 are referring to the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about them in the Quran when Allah said, لِيَشْهَدُوا مَنَافِعَ لَهُمْ وَيَذْكُرُ اسْمُ اللَّهِ فِي أَيَّامٍ مَعْلُومَاتٍ When Allah was speaking about Hajj, Allah said, لِيَشْهَدُوا مَنَافِعَ لَهُمْ Let them attend and witness those things that are beneficial for them. Of course, Hajj is beneficial for you. The forgiveness of Allah is beneficial for you. Your sins to be to come back like the day you were born is beneficial for you. And there are many other manafi' and also so that they may mention Allah and do dhikr of Allah in the specific appointed days, of course referring to the days of the hijjah The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said another hadith, مَا مِنْ أَيَّامٍ الْعَمَلُ الصَّالِحِ فِيهِنَّ أَحَبْ وَأَفْضُلِ اللَّهِ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأَيَّامِ الْعَشْرِ أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. The Prophet said there are no days in which righteous actions, prayer, dhikr, fasting, whatever it is, there are no days in the year we are right action more beloved and better than these 10 days. The Sahaba asked the Prophet a question. They said, even jihad fi sabilillah. Where one is willing to give his life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lose that which is the most precious to them for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet said, even that, these days are more virtuous. That's how special these days are. That's how special today is. And specifically today, Ikhwanifila, I want you to think about right now. Right now it's Jumu'ah. It is the best day in the week. Yawmul Jumu'ah. And you are in Dhul Hijjah. Today, you should be doing more ibadah, 
more Quran, more dhikr, more istighfar than you were doing any other day. You are in a day that is blessed, in a month that is sacred, and in the best days of the year, Dhul Hijjah. And this is why it's really important that we are in tune and aware of this. The Prophet ﷺ made one exception. He said, except for one person who went out and gave his life and his wealth for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and didn't come back with any. Meaning that is the person that you are competing with or in competition with when you are just doing ibadah in these 10 days. This is why, ikhwani fillah, I urge you to read more Quran, to give more sadaqah, to do any ibadah that comes to you. This is what you are meant to be doing in Dhul Hijjah, especially the days leading up to Yawmul Eid. There is a beautiful statement that was said by a scholar, Ibn Rajab, rahmatullahi alayhi. Ibn Rajab, he said, he was talking about why Allah gave us these 10 days. Like, and then he said, Allah knew, Alim Allah, anna lil muslimin hanin, that the believers have a yearning, ila haram, to visit his sacred house. All of us here, we want to go to the Kaaba. We want to make Hajj. We want to be doing Tawaf. We see it on TV. We have this urge. I wish I could go. At least that's how it should be. But then, the Qadr of Allah, we know not everyone will be able to go. Not everyone will be able to go. And as a replacement, as another way to get the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah gifted us these 10 days. Allahu Akbar. So, you can't go to Hajj? That's fine you can still benefit from the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. What are you meant to do in these 10 days? When the Prophet said righteous actions, that is all righteous actions are amplified and multiplied and there's khair and barakah in it. And in fact, some of the ulama said what makes these 10 days special is the fact that all the major ibadat occur in these 10 days and that's only for these 10 days. Because we fast, such as fasting in the day of Arafah, and it's encouraged for you to fast the other days as well. We, uh, of course, Hajj is happening, so there's Hajj and fasting. Right? The Tawheed is being established. The Hujjaj are saying, Labbaik Allahumma, Labbaik, Labbaik, La Sharika, Laka Labbaik. And of course, we are making the Adkar, La ilaha illallah, Wahdahu, La Sharika, La. People are giving charity and sadaqah. People are praying. All of the major acts of ibadat are happening, which gives this time even another special makes it even a more special occasion. So, ikhwani fillah, keep that in mind and let your days reflect how important these 10 days are. Let your family know, let your children know, let your habits change, let your schedule change. Treat this as we treat Ramadan. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Ikhwani fillah, there are certain acts of vision that are highly encouraged to, for you to do and I urge you all and encourage you all to do them. Number one is to do a lot of dhikr. A lot of dhikr. Allah says, وَيَذْكُرُ اسْمَ اللَّهِ فِي أَيَّهِ مَعْلُومَاتِ So that Allah's name is mentioned. So say your tahleel. And the Prophet mentioned in hadith that you should say, لا إله إلا الله. You should say, Subhanallah. You should say, Allah Akbar. The amount of dhikr that you do must increase, especially the takbir. Allahu Akbar. So do a lot of dhikr. Do a lot of dhikr. And of course, the best dhikr is the recitation of the Qur'an and also sending salawat upon the Prophet sallallahu So do all of that. And if you're doing it before, increase it. If you're not doing it before, do it now. This is something that you must do. Increase the dhikr that you're doing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ikhwani fillah, another ibadah encourages to fast. 
the Prophet would fast in the nine days leading up to the day of Eid. If you can't do that, at the very least plan and fast on the day of Arafah. Fast on the day of Arafah. And there's a great virtue that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised us that our previous sins will be forgiven uh, of the year that has passed and the year that is coming for those that fast on the day of Arafah. Similarly, ikhwanifillah, you should, if you can, offer the udhiyah. The udhiyah or the qurbani like it is called. This is a sunnatun mu'akkada. It is a highly encouraged sunnah. In fact, some scholars said it is wajib for the one who is able. Although that is not, that's a minority opinion. The majority of scholars say it is a highly encouraged sunnah. And we should do it. And we know that the days of hajj and dhul hijjah and all of it, Part of it, it is a celebration of the great Prophet Ibrahim salam. All of the Hajj acts are, and it was Prophet Ibrahim who was willing to submit to the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the highest degree, but he was willing to sacrifice his own son for Allah. You're all familiar with the story of Ismail salam. We are being asked to sacrifice a sheep or a ram or a goat or share in the sacrifice of a of cattle for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is great reward in it. It is the sunnah of the believers and we should do it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you and your family if you do it. And if you can do it locally, this is better than sending it. And this is something else a lot of people don't try. Generally speaking, the udhiyah is an act of worship more than it is an act of sadaqah. It is an act of worship more than it is an act of charity. In fact, in the past, uh, there wasn't this ability to refrigerate. And a lot of times when the people in Hajj would sacrifice, because everyone that's doing Hajj would sacrifice for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that meat would not be, they would not be able to distribute it everywhere they can. And sometimes they would have to burn it because what are they going to, it's going to go stale and bad. And, they, and then the question is, why slaughter if it, if it was not going to be eaten? The eating of the laham and the meat, yes, it is, of course, that's what you should do, but the act of worship is the slaughter itself. The act of worship, it, this is what it is so. For you to do the act of worship directly, or as close to it as possible, for you to eat from the meat that you have slaughtered for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, distributed among your family, this is closer to the sunnah. That being said, this is not always possible. And if you can't do this, then of course you should send it so that other people can have it as well. And I want to make this very clear. The sunnah, the way we should try and do it, is to do local qurbani. If you can't do local qurbani, and you still want to do it, then you should send it to the countries where you can. And also if you can't afford the local qurbani, but you can't afford one internationally, then that's another reason why you should do it. But don't get it wrong. It is more virtuous for the, lo- the local qurban. It's close to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, and you should eat from the meat. This is what the Prophet ﷺ did as well. So keep that in mind for the following years coming as well. Both are khair, but one is closer to the sunnah than the other. And if you can't do one, then definitely do the other. Also, if you're planning on doing the udhiyah, my brothers and sisters, if you're planning, then remember the moment you make the decision. If you made the decision before the 10 days started, then the Prophet advised us, encouraged us, told us that we should be in a state of ihram almost. Now we know the people in hajj, when they are doing the acts of hajj, they're not allowed to cut their hair, they're not allowed to cut their nails, they're not allowed to put perfume, there are certain things they're not allowed to do. When you decide that you're going to do the udhiyah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sacrifice for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you are in, there are certain limitations put on you as well. Meaning the Prophet said, let him not take from his nails or from his hair. 
So if you're planning on doing the udhiyah, then make sure that you are not cutting your hair or cutting your nails. You should have done that before. If you're deciding it today, then before you make the intention, you should cut your nails and hair because the moment you make the intention and you are going to do it afterwards, you can't do it until the sacrifice is done. Finally, when should the sacrifice be done? It should be done after the Eid prayer. After the Eid prayer. If you go to your local slaughterhouses, if you make a deal with them that they do it on your behalf, make sure that it is happening after the Eid prayer, not before. Not before. Again, we have to follow the sunnah on this. It is all good that we have good intentions. We want to do the ibadah, but you have to follow the sunnah on this. The sacrifice is done after the Eid prayer, not before. So to quickly summarize, if you're planning on doing the udhiyah, then remember to not, the moment you make the intention, you don't take from your nail and you don't take from your hair. Two, the udhiyah should be done and sacrificed after the Eid prayer. Three, if you can do local qurbani, this is close to the sunnah, but there's nothing wrong with doing it internationally if that's the only thing you can afford or any other reason that, that, that you may want to do that. Inshallah ta'ala, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our ibadah from us. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the understanding to benefit from these blessed times. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins, to accept our righteous actions. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive and aid all the believers wherever they may be. Sallu ala nabi wa kama amarakum Allah ta'ala haythu qal, inna Allahu malaikatu yusalluna ala nabi, ya ayyuhal ladhina amu sallu alihi wa sallimu wa sallimu Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad, kama sallaita ala ibrahim wa ala ali ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. ورضي الله عن خلفاء الأربعة أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم لا تفرق جمعنا هذا إلا بذنب مغفور وسعي مشكور وعمل متقبل مبرور اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.